Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Coming in at number 49 on the 49ers roster countdown in 2023. Offensive tackle, Jalen Moore. Going into his third year, he's been up and down. Niners have wanted to move him around to the right tackle, guard spot, all these different spots. I think for this year, they have him penciled in as the backup for Trent Williams. Want to give credit to Josh, the 49ers guru, executive producer of today's show. And as we dive into Jalen Moore, number 76, he's interesting because he comes out of Central Michigan, six foot four, three ten. So Right off the bat, you're like, okay, a little short for a tackle. Then you get to his hands. He's got some of the biggest hands in the NFL, over 11 inches, top 95% of all offensive linemen. But then his arms, he got short arms, 33 and 3 eighths inch arms. That's 22 percentile of offensive tackles. That's an issue. But in Shanahan's system, he doesn't put a premium on that because of the zone scheme. Um, Jalen Moore's 25 years old, 5.2 40-yard dash. That's fine. 1.8 10-yard. That's not great. 32 percentile. He's a little slow, a little sluggish, but explosive lower body. Had a 30-inch vertical at 310 pounds. That's top 78 percentile, and he's strong as hell. 27 bench press reps, top 70% of all tackles. So you've got this guy that, by certain metrics, a lot of teams in the NFL wouldn't even draft him, not even on their board. But for the 49ers in their scheme, it does kind of fit. Now, whenever they drafted him, they said, we're going to move him to guard. We think that's his best spot. They did. Didn't work out. Moved him to right tackle. Didn't work out. And they basically have come out and, without saying it, said, Jalen Moore's the left tackle, and he's a left tackle only. So he backed up Trent Williams last year. Um, Colton McKivitt's got one of those games against the Rams as well. And so it just kind of seems like, man, he's just – we're going to keep you at left tackle. We're going to see what you can do just focusing on this one position. And they've trusted him. They really have. Now, if you look at the metrics and you plug that into mock draftable, these are the comps that come up, even though there's not a high percentage match. So a lot of times whenever I go over these, a lot of times the matches are 98%, 95%. There's no high percentile match of offensive tackle in the NFL to Jalen Moore. Ryan Ramsack, who's who's a really good player, 80%. Dalton Reisner, 77%. Tyler Steen, one of the offensive tackles out of Alabama this year that got drafted, who the Niners met with not once but twice, 77%. So not a clear <laughs> – there's not a lot of guys that have done it with his build and his makeup. Doesn't mean he can't. Just hasn't really happened a lot in the NFL currently. Another Detroit player, uh, Ambry Thomas. There's lots of guys. Samuel Womack, lots of these Detroit guys. He went to Consortium College Prep, the Cougars, and was a finance major, which I love. Eventually settled. He was a two-star recruit and went to Western Michigan. And it's been interesting. And so, again, I want to constantly pull back to this. In last year's roster countdown that we did, he was 34th. Now he's 49th. That's a 15 spot drop why well he was in position to start right tackle 
at the beginning of the season. We didn't know what was going to happen with Mike McGlinchey coming off the quad injury. That was open. It was between him and Colton McKivitz and Daniel Brunskill maybe. There was a high chance that Jalen Moore was going to be starting week one. Well, the good news was McGlinchey came back healthy and he was fine. And Jalen Moore's value, or perceived value perhaps is a better term, has really taken a lot of hits. Colton McKivitz passed him clearly, and the guard movement seems to have died completely. And so it's interesting. But the journey that Jalen Moore has gotten here, it's impressive. Um, you, you know, if you look at just prior to Western Michigan, he played offensive and defensive line as well as tight end. He was named Detroit News All-Metro Second Team, Detroit Magazine Preseason Top 31 Prospect, um, all these different things. And, you know, tight end was what he thought he was going to be. Then he goes, you know, up there to Western Michigan with Coach P.J. Fleck, and they transitioned him from tight end to offensive line his senior year. And Fleck referred to him as a, quote, hidden gem, and they just have completely just bought in to you know this transition and it's worked out well for him because it was funny because he was too athletic (laughs) you know he was too big to be a tight end so they wanted to use his athleticism at the tackle spot but then they're saying man his body type says more guard so then they Niners even moved him to guard well that didn't fit so he's it's kind of a Goldilocks uh maybe this is just quite right at left tackle only which is just weird just right side hasn't worked out well for him Now, he's a fifth-round pick, number 155 overall um, in the 2021 draft, going into his third year, and he's played sparingly. Okay, He's got 330 career NFL snaps, 97 on special teams. But if we just look at last year, okay, let's just look at 2022. Jalen Moore had 188 offensive snaps, 93 run, 95 pass. Again, pretty, pretty balanced. 65.9 overall PFF grade, 67.6 run blocking. That's where he's finding his success. 55.6 pass blocking. That's rough. You can't be below that 60% threshold in one of the most, how do you say this? Not that pass blocking is ever easy, but one of the most offensive line friendly schemes in the NFL. Um, The Shanahan scheme with Chris Forster and all that stuff. Like, it's weird. Uh, it let, this year, he allowed one sack, one quarterback hit, three hurries, five pressures. Not great whenever you're looking at 95 pass block snaps. Five pressures, not great. So that comes out to a 95.3 pass efficiency. Again, that means one out of, you know, you're talking 5% of the plays, he's going to give up a pressure. That's not good. I know 95 sounds high. It's not. It's really, really not. That's one out of 20, right? I think my math is correct. <laughs> I could be off. But that is just not going to do it. Now, if you look at his career snaps, 167 pass snaps for his career, 167 run snaps for his career. Again, right down the middle. There's some special team snaps in there, too. Three sacks allowed, five quarterback hits allowed, five hurries, 13 pressures, 94.7 efficiency. Not good. Five career starts, 24 games played in, and it's just like, come on, man. Do you just want to be a career backup? Now, I understand. Is filling in for Trent Williams an ideal role? No. You're filling in for one of the best, if not the best, offensive player in the NFL that's not a quarterback. That's hard. But that doesn't mean you can keep putting up these numbers if he wants this job. Because right now, I would say his job is the backup left tackle, maybe. 
if Trent Williams got hurt, would the 49ers move Matt Pryor, who's backing up the right tackle? Would they move him over? We haven't used a true swing tackle as a backup in quite a while. Or even behind him, breathing down his neck, who the Niners love and Trent Williams loves, is undrafted free agent Leroy Watson, who has looked better and better and just constantly improving and has elite athleticism and arm length, things that Jalen Moore doesn't have. So we'll see. Um, I want to see Jalen Moore become what I thought he could be. I thought he was going to play guard, but they got him a left tackle. If he can show what he can do this year, there will be an opening at left tackle in the future. Whether it's one year, two year, three years, it's coming. Trent Williams is the best, and I hope he plays forever. But he flirted with retirement last year. Niners win the, the championship. He, I think he sells off into the sunset, which breaks my heart to say, but let's just be honest here. And if that's the case, there will be an open competition for that left tackle job, which I fully expect the Niners to spend a first-round pick or a second-round pick on that left tackle spot, but not if Jalen Moore can get his stuff together and prove, hey, I can be that guy long-term. Can he be Trent Williams? No, nobody can be Trent Williams. But can he be a serviceable backup like Colton McKivitz and then gets the chance to move into the starting position and you can hold your own? Because if the Niners can save money and keep somebody like Jalen Moore or Leroy Watson all long-term at left tackle, that's going to allow you to spend top-tier money on a lot of these other all-star players that you already have and you can keep that roster moving. So we'll see. Excited to see what Jalen Moore brings this year because it's been shaky. If he takes a step up, could provide the 49ers with a lot of financial stability in the future. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One of the more fun players in this 49ers rookies draft class, linebacker D. Winters out of TCU. He is short, <laughs> compact, and pure speed. Seems like his role already is being pretty clearly defined for this season, and that's going to be the backup Will linebacker behind Dre Greenlaw, and he's a Dre Greenlaw clone. A little bit smaller, a little bit faster, not near as strong, but the 49ers have a type, and D. Winters fits it to a T. 
Now, got to give credit to the man, Josh, the 49ers guru, for doing the research and setting up this episode. So let's learn a little bit more about Dean Winters. He's wearing jersey number 53. Niners fans, that should make you excited, right? The great Bowman um, played the same position. We'll see if he can kind of live into that. 5'11", 225, so on the shorter side for sure. On the lighter side, 31-inch arm, short arms, 22 one of the weird things about this draft class and last year's draft class with the COVID exemption, players are getting older and older in the draft, not Dean Winters. He came out, and you are getting somebody for what they will be, not necessarily what they are now. And his number one trait that he had, he ran a 4.4940 yard dash, which puts him in the top 94 percentile of all NFL linebackers. Dude's a speed demon. 156 on the 10 yard. He's got burst. He's got it. 30 inch vertical, not great. Nine foot, nine inch broad jump, not great. 20 bench press reps, not great. Um, but you you plug in his measurables to mockdraftable.com and the players you get, Deion Jones, Jordan Brooks, N'Kobe Dean, this new age hyper-athletic linebacker, but he is smaller. So he does not fit the Fred Warner, Aziz Alshire, Curtis Robinson. He doesn't fit those guys. This is much more of a Dre Greenlaw, Marcelino McCrary ball type build. Um, but the things that he does, he does extremely well. Went to high school down in Texas, Burton High School, very small school. Uh, the town has a population of 283, uh, very, very small. He was a three-star recruit, went to TCU, and you know played very well there. Whenever he was in high school, listen to this, he played wide receiver, running back, quarterback, linebacker, cornerback, safety, and punter. Dude was all over the place. He was a star two-way player. He was a two-time district MVP, had 1,100 yards, 18 touchdowns during his uh, high school career. Now, you take him outside of football. Again, small school, you kind of play all the sports, right? He was the center fielder on the baseball team, point guard on the basketball team, um, and a member of the relay team that advanced to the state tournament. So in Texas, like speed, 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 athleticism, just an absolute athlete every way, shape, and form you can look at it. Now, he goes to TCU, played very, very well. Um, he, he chose TCU over Arkansas, Northwestern, Arizona State, and Texas Tech, so kind of the second-tier D1 schools, but a lot of great programs there. And, you know, I'll stick with this. Whenever you get offered by Northwestern, that tells you something. Um, academics, they're on par, which, which is huge. 2019, he was the Athlon Sports Defensive Freshman of the Week versus Purdue. Associated Press, first team, all Big 12 this year. Um, first team, all Big 12, all those different things. And he was tied fourth for all linebackers in the combine this year with his 40-yard dash. He had a quote whenever he got drafted, quote, I look forward to meeting Fred Warner, one of the best linebackers currently in the league, and I also look forward to playing against Patrick Mahomes, end quote. Like both those things. <laughs> now, um, if you want to fall in love with D winners, and we have this up on our Patreon, go watch him versus Michigan. Don't tell Wayne Breezy. Um, in the 2022 Fiesta Bowl. Dude, he was the player of the game. Wasn't even close. Seven tackles, three tackles for loss, one pass defense, one pick six. Um, I mean, he was just all over the his the game of his life so far was on what the biggest stage, um, which got them to the national championship. They do not beat Michigan and make it there without the game that D winners had. Now, 
The Niners drafted him sixth round. So it's late. Pick number 39 in the sixth round. Uh, just recently, you look at his college career, uh, stats-wise, 246 tackles. That's a lot. 33.5 tackles for loss. That's a lot. 12.5 sacks. Incredible. Two fumble returned, 10 pass breakups, three interceptions, uh, one touchdown, the pick six. Played 984 snaps last year. Now, if we look at his PFF grades, I think it kind of tells the story of who he is, not who he will be. 53.3 overall defensive grade, not great. 49.9 run defense, not great. 62.6 tackling, that is good. 61 pass rush, good. 54.8 coverage, not bad for a linebacker. He's all about big plays. Now, whenever I did my film breakdowns on him, which I think we have three up, it was a constant story of elite speed and explosion at times. He doesn't take good trajectories whenever he's cha uh, chasing down and, you know, his, his tracking point for in the pursuit drill. That needs work. That needs coaching. He doesn't play 100% speed all the time. Not necessarily that he takes plays off, but sometimes he makes a conscious effort and just kind of decides, yeah, I'm not chasing this play. Um, kind of decides early that he's out of it, which was the opposite of Jalen Graham, the linebacker that they drafted after him. And so if these two guys can be around Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, I think they got a lot to learn. Now the good news for Dean Winters is he does not have to contribute early. He really, really doesn't. Because at training camp, he is lining up at that will spot exclusively. He is going to be a special teamer. He's going to be a backup will. That's his job. He's not going to be a backup Mike. He's not going to be a backup Sam. He is a backup Will linebacker behind Dre Greenlaw and special teams. That's his path. Now, Greenlaw, he's under contract for two more years, this year and then in 2024. So he's got time to kind of grow into that. Greenlaw has missed time. But if he can just be an elite special teamer, which is speed, and his size say he can, He's going to be just fine. Linebackers are one of the most like pivotal pieces for a special teams unit. That's where he will belong. Is he a lock to make this roster? He's not. And that's why we got him number 48 on this roster countdown. But um, with the draft pick invested in him, he's going to have his opportunity. He's just got to show out. And the thing that's crazy is you look at guys like Marcelino McCrary-Ball, Curtis Robinson, Jalen Graham. Those guys really are not in competition for D winners. Because they're not getting those will snaps. Some of them might eventually, but currently that just does not seem to be the way the 49ers are going to be handling their backup linebacker rotation. So that's going to do it for us on D Winners. Excited to see what the rookie can do. Hopefully he can surprise. But man, speed, speed, speed. That is what he brings. And for us, we'll just keep counting them down. The entire 49ers roster is peppered with players that are just completely versatile and can play multiple positions. Coming in at number 47, nobody fits that bill more than Kerry Hyder. He was number 35 last year. This year comes in at number 47, so dropped down a little bit. And I think a lot of that had to do with the versatility. He was kind of a victim of circumstance last year. We'll dive into that. But Kerry Hyder is Chris Kusarek, the defensive line coach's man. There is no doubt about it. And Hyder's put up some great numbers for the 49ers over the years. Got to give credit to Josh, the 49ers guru, background episode, uh, your research, and just all this kind of information that we get. Thank you so much, Josh. Now, Kerry Hyder wears jersey number 92 for the 49ers, and 
he has bounced around the NFL, signing one-year deals after one-year deal after one-year deal, uh, and just kind of has become an NFL journeyman. But whenever he's with Chris Kucerich, it's just an extra boost. His best three or four seasons all have been under Kucerich's reign. So he's an interesting guy whenever he came out of college because he was a defensive tackle, defensive end hybrid, came in at 6'2", 275 pounds, uh, you know, shorter than most you know, defensive ends, heavier than most defensive ends, but lighter than the tackles, 33 and a half inch arms. He's 32 years old. He's been playing for a little bit. He's going into his ninth season. Um, and he's just an interesting guy because you look at kind of his journey to the NFL, grew up in Texas, you know, down in Austin, Texas, played at uh, LBJ High School, the Jaguars, was a business um, major and got his degree there at Texas Tech. Guess who else is from Texas Tech? Chris Kucerich. So you start to see these overlaps, and it makes a little bit of sense. But Kerry Hyder has made his entire NFL career after being just, hey, I'm going to work harder and never stop playing. I'm going to hustle nonstop. That's it. That's how he's made his career. So I would I would argue he's probably not the most talented player. Um, you know, the metrics definitely would not suggest that he has a talented or, you know, elite frame. He's just a guy that works super hard every damn play, every season, every game, and cleans a lot of stuff up. And that's where a lot of his sacks come from. He's not somebody that's going to beat you off of the ball and just, you know, win immediately like a Bosa or Armstead or whomever. That's just not what he does. He just does not quit. Now, if we look into kind of the research of Kerry Hyder, cousin of former NFL cornerback Chris Houston, who was a six-year pro, um, Hyder was a two-sport athlete in high school basketball and football. He had offers from a lot of the kind of the tier two schools, Cincinnati, Iowa State, Minnesota, Toledo, Utah, chose to go to Texas Tech. Um, whenever he did, yeah, he played beyond well he was you know all big 12 first team dallas morning news all big 12 all these different whatever um defensive lineman of the year honorable mention all i mean he just he put up stats at texas tech there's no doubt about that and i thought this was pretty cool his wife jasmine was a prominent track and field star at arizona state where she um, she made the 2011 World Championship team and competed at the 2016 Olympic Trials in the 400 meters. So a couple athletes in the family. Um, came in as a defensive tackle, transitioned to defensive end in 2016. He lost 35 pounds, um, tried to get some of that speed back. And that was his entire career at defensive end until last year. 49ers lost five defensive ends early in the, or defensive tackles early in the year, and they said, Chris, or sorry, they said, Kerry Hyder, we got to have you go back inside, which he did um, admirably well despite losing all of that weight and tried to play up. You know, it's like a boxer that's trying to box up a weight class. He was just at a huge disadvantage, but the Niners had no choice. And this is kind of who Kerry Hyder is. Got it, coach. I'll do it. And, you know, he went in, and if you look at just the way in which he played last year, you know, he played 410 snaps, 
217 of those were at the defensive tackle spot. So over half of his snaps were out of position. And I think that the the numbers reflected that. 52.1 PFF overall grade on defense, 43.5 run, 59.7 tackle, 57.9 pass rush, 66 um, you know coverage grade. Just not great. 72 special team snaps. So... I think the 49ers recognize, like, this is not your position. And, you know, I've been going to all the training camp practices. He's not lining up at all <laughs> at defensive tackle, which is the best news for number 92. So he's back at end. He is solely working with the second team. So, I mean, he's right there. I do expect him to make this roster just because the 49ers are shallow at defensive end anyway. And they just love this guy. And they know if they asked him to go out and kick field goals, Kerry Hyder would say, yes, sir, and get out there and do his damn best job. Would he be good at it? I don't think so. Now, if we look at his career as a whole, um, what he's done since 2014 when he entered the league, 160 career tackles, 29 tackles for loss, 21 sacks, 58 quarterback hits, six fumbles recovery, four pass breakups, just all over the place. Now, last year, we looked at the PFF stats. What were his stats last year? He played in all 16 games. So for a team that could not keep a defensive tackle healthy, this dude played in every damn game um, except for one, and, and that wasn't even due to an injury. He had one start, 19 tackles, one tackle for loss, four quarterback hits, one sack. Not great. Um, just what really, again, you played out of position – at the NFL as an undrafted free agent, you're going to have a down year. He's got 87 career games played in, started 24. And as I said, he's bounced around the league. He's been with lots of teams, was, you know, started with the Lions, uh, was with the Jets, jumps around, back and forth with the Lions, on, off, on, off, then to the 49ers. Then the Seattle Seahawks signed him to a huge deal. And that's where he's received most of his money for his career because you remember he led the 49ers in sacks the 2020 year when Bosa got hurt and everybody else was hurt and whatever else. He had like nine and a half sacks with us. But he goes and signs a huge three-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks. They didn't know how to use him or coach him well. Um, just not very good on the defensive side of the ball the way that they utilized him. Cut him after one year, three-year deal. So if you look at what he's made for his career, his career earnings in nine years – 9.4 million. He's a back of the roster, $1 million kind of minimum, vet minimum type player, but he's just stayed in the game. And so he's been able to collect a lot of that money. And 3.6 million of that 9 million that he's made in his career came in that one year with the Seahawks when they cut him and they pay, they, they're still paying him more than us, <laughs> which, hey, man, that, that's awesome. I love to see people get paid. Now, if we look at his current contract, the Niners brought him back one-year deal, $1.08 million, no guarantees. And, you know, I think it was day two or day three of training camp, he rolled his ankle, and I was just like, oh, no. Because if this dude went through an injury with no guarantees, he'd be cut um, or waived on an injury settlement, whatever else, and his career would probably be over. So, thankfully, the injury didn't pan out. But Kerry Hyder is one of those guys that's just a glue guy. The locker room adores him. He's been around the league. He knows what's what's up. He knows what he needs to do. Knows what everybody else needs to do. And on top of that, this dude's playing for his career. Um, how much longer does he have? I would say a year or two tops. 
I do think that he makes this roster, however. He's working on the second team. I think the defensive end position is one of the lightest positions on this roster. I know Nick Bosa is elite defensive player of the year and all those things. But outside of that, you've got Drake Jackson, Cleveland Farrell. I don't think that there is a lock to make this roster outside of those top three. So that's where Kerry Hyder comes in at number 47. Excited to see what he can do for the Niners back at the position he should have been in all last year. And with the strength now pivoting on the roster to the defensive tackle position, I think it's going to help guys like Kerry Hyder just stay where they belong, which is on the edge, and be able to get a lot better stats this year than what he did last year. So I'm excited to see what big number 92 can do this year. And for us, we'll just keep counting them down. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.